listening to A to the K. 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 Talk Podcast. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later. And we're back with another week of A to the K's Wrestle Talk Podcast. You are here with uh, Podder Shango. It's me, <laughs> Anthony. Uh, and joining me, as always, it's the Podfather. Oh, Carl. yeah. Well, do you know what, Anthony? Pod the name, pod name, easy, man. Pod name, pod name, easy, man. So all you baddies, it is us, the Pod Daddies. And we know we ain't the only ones. Any other pods up in this house? <laughs> That's right. We're back. Fantastic. And we welcome you once again to your favourite podcast, A to the K. <laughs> Amazing. That's some quality Godfather. work there, Why Carl. not? Why not? Have a bit of Godfather. Exactly. So, guys, as you know, as you've come to know, because obviously you are our dedicated followers, you're here every week with us, we are going to cover the ringside reports. We're going to tell you all about the latest news and rumours coming up this week in wrestling. We are going to cover... This week in wrestling, which we'll talk about the big four shows being Raw, NXT, Dynamite, and SmackDown. And then this week, this week, Carl, we're going to end our show with the, apologies if I'm pronouncing it wrong, Carl, the Eight of the Canies. It is the Eight of the Canies. Eight of the Canies. Our year, it's the, it's the end of the year, so we're doing our awards. It is. You know, which is an accolade that many wrestlers want. They're all well, going to proudly you know, display the, the trophy that we're clearly not going to send them. But you know, we wrestlers might, might want a Slammy, might want an Oscar, might want a Grammy, might want a Tony. Well, the A to the Caney is exactly what, you know, everyone really wants, shall we yeah. say. So. I mean, I did, sadly, I didn't realise there was, there was already a Tony Awards because I did recommend that as, as what we would call these, <laughs> you know, after. Well, after that was the only reason I shot it down, you know. That's yeah. Just, uh, um, but apparently they already exist. My mm. bad. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it should be a good one. And um, obviously, you know, it's it's one of them where opinions will differ, but uh, <laughs> we're going to give you ours. Oh, yeah. Whether you <laughs> so, like it or not. See that, nice, you know, nice. week on week. Bringing it back. Yeah, that's it. That's what we Quality do. Stuff. So we'll start with the ringside report. And Carl, it's your turn to do the headline. My turn. Let's see how you've sabotaged me this week. Okay. <laughs> Coming up tonight in the ringside report. What's up, Doc? An update on why Doc Gallows hasn't been seen on Impact Wrestling. Fred Rosser reveals he was turned down by AEW. Main roster talent heading back to the Performance Center? Question mark. Vince McMahon is big on Riddle. Some AEW stars are unhappy with comments made by Jim Ross. An update on Joey Ryan's Impact lawsuit. WWE's latest Performance Center talent signings include former Impact stars. And lastly, the dark side of the ring have confirmed that China's episode is no longer happening at times. All that and more coming up right now. So the first one, Carl, um, and sadly not not very informative, unfortunately, but um, <laughs> piques a bit of interest, I suppose. Doc Gallows has been absent from the most recent Impact tapings. Mm-hmm. It's said that he's going to be absent for up to six weeks, I believe. Have they said six weeks? Yeah. God damn right they have. Um, and obviously this has led to why? I'll tell you why, Carl. He has um, been out of action due to um, being involved in some, some tapings for something roles. Now, um, what we don't know is what kind of uh, project he's currently working on. Well, so, word on the grapevine, Anthony. Ooh, I like it, Carl. Actually, you're going to be seeing Festus the movie. Fantastic. I, like I mean, 
the the, the film we all want to see. Um, you know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, why you got to so, have YouTube guys. You're missing the gold. Missing the gold. Missing the gold. Um, but yeah, so we don't we don't fully know what the the acting role is. Um, I mean, obviously, he looks like a great actor from some of the stuff we saw him do, where he pretended to be a doctor on WWE. You can clearly <laughs> see the acting chops there. Uh, <laughs> So um, let's uh, let's look forward to to seeing what that is, and um, hopefully we have him back soon because obviously we've got this not to speculate, but we've got this building sort of stuff now between Impact and AEW. Could mm. we see Gallows and Anderson going up against the likes of the Young Bucks? Well, interestingly, on this week's Impact, Anthony, we saw um, Kenny Omega being approached by Carl Anderson. So, you know, it would have been a little bit more impactful if Mr. Gallows was there himself as well. But, you know, interesting. Sowing the seeds. Interesting indeed. And you've got to sow the seeds. Those young seeds. (laughs) Ah, yeah, I'm going to avoid Speaking of Darren Young. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, speaking of Darren Young, who Mm -hmm. is now known as Fred Rosser. um, Fred Rosser? Fred Rosser. So, yeah, he has revealed, in fact, that... Um, unfortunately, AEW is not interested in him. Um, it's a bit shit today. Um, so he said on uh, Twitter that he was told nope twice by the promotion, um, but his goal has always been with New Japan anyway. He wrote, I get asked a lot why not AEW. Well, I tried and I was told nope. Not what? Nope, not. But <laughs> what? Dude, learn how to tweet. It sure. makes no I, sense. No, it's poetic. I was told nope, not, but what? <laughs> I was told, nope, not, but what? Besides, <laughs> AW, wasn't my end goal. It's always been New Japan Pro Wrestling, no matter what. Don't ever get overwhelmed and decide to throw in the towel. I've still got a lot of work to do. Well, exactly. Of course you do. You're going to have a dickhead. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, it's one of them. <laughs> couldn't agree more. Could, you yeah. No, like, could he could he have been like useful in the AEW? Yeah, but I mean, currently at the minute, what are they working on? They're working on a women's roster. That's what they need to work on. Um, do they need more people? Like, all due respect to them, do they need more people for AEW Dark? Well, yeah. I mean, put it this way: we had Mac Cardona not being, you know, deemed. I know he wasn't signed. Or, yeah, and he's like so, best mates with Cody. Exactly. If you're not signing, if you're not signing Macardona, you're not signing fucking um, Fred, Fred Rosser. Rosser. So yeah. yeah, no offense, Fred. Yeah, no offense, Fred. But we wish you luck in all your future endeavors. Yeah. Ooh. So my next one, Carl, <laughs> is um, an interesting one because it covers essentially Vince has thrown, um, I'll call it a hissy fit, over some of the big guys, which is not typical of Vince. He normally loves big men, um, and. He's sending a few of them back to the performance center. Now, this isn't as drastic as it sounds. They're not like not going to be seen on TV, but these are people who are on the main roster who are now having to attend some level of, of training um, on their own craft. And these are people like some of the names, Carl, will surprise you. I mean, Keith Lee being the biggest name on there, who's been quite prominent on Raw. And he's done quite well. I mean, he's done better on NXT, but certainly no reason to go, yeah, you need to go back to the performance center. It's fucking awful. Um, but he's mentioned also the likes of Otis, Dabakato, uh, Mace of Retribution, um, uh, AJ, St- oh, AJ Styles, not AJ Styles, his bodyguard. My <laughs> Some bad. of these that big guys. AJ Styles. Big, big bodyguard fella that AJ Styles has got because he had a ton of screen time and just didn't utilize it. So they obviously want to go back and work on his in-ring skills and his mic skills and such. So it makes yeah. a lot of sense to send him back. Um, 
but yeah, it just seems like a, a bit of an odd step, especially because, and again, all due respect, they're um, they're being taught by um, was it Adam Pierce and Drew Gulak? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Um, I just I don't know. I don't I don't think they've had a prominent enough role on the main roster to be given this kind of shit. To be honest with you, well, yeah, how do you I think I mean, for them it's just going to a course, isn't it? It's like it's like getting done for speeding. Say, like, oh, I'll go and do a course. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know. I will apologize because I was reading my article in advance. Um, so I'm not sure if you said uh, Keith Lee is one of your names. Yeah, he's the main one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Carl. I think, sorry. So that is the one that kind of surprises me the most because Keith Lee is a fantastic worker. And, yes. you know, fine, he is a heavy set fellow or a tall, big fellow, which is what <laughs> seems to be. Eccentric British Carl, then. <laughs> he's a heavy set fellow. He's heavy set. Um, like that AJ Styles fellow. Um, but no, he, uh, he's, you know, one of the bigger guys. And yeah, so I don't know. It's weird because I don't think he needs the level of training or anything like that of, you know, some of the other guys that were, were, were mentioned here because he's, you know, honed his craft on the indie scene for a while now. And I don't know, it just it doesn't make any sense. And I think your point, you know, Adam Pierce and Drew Gulak is the one to train the big men. Mm-hmm. I know a thing it's about big men. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Me um. But yeah. I mean. Okay. I mean, it's not like they're being pulled off TV or anything. They're um just doing these. I don't even know how many there are, but they're just doing these sort of training sessions. So it's not as drastic as it does sound, but it does unfortunately make you wonder about the confidence that they have in these particular characters. Well, you know, Vince is a crazy, crazy man, and he changes his opinion on a weekly basis. And do you know what? He struggles speak- to remember who's who, so he's probably not even sure who he sent down there, to be honest. That's it, to be fair. He's probably like, hey, Shotton, because that <laughs> is the thing, and that's happened before. Um, but speaking of Vince and his crazy ways, Anthony, so do you want to hear what Vince McMahon's opinion is of Matt Riddle? Sorry, Riddle. We can't call him Matt anymore because that's can't call him Matt. terrible. Um, um, yeah, go on then. Well, it's so basically our buddy Dave Meltzer. I do. Sorry, I'll do it Orange Cathy. Um, he's noted that Vince McMahon really likes Riddle, and he thinks the original bro. Goes to the same. I love a good Riddle. <laughs> is very funny in his own weird way, and he added, even though McMahon doesn't understand Riddle's gimmick, <laughs> which is inspired by Sean Penn's character in the movie Fast Times at Richmond High. <laughs> he really likes Riddle's character and thinks it's unique and funny. And this is a quote from Meltzer: He just doesn't get the bro thing. But he thinks it's funny. So we've got to keep him on TV. So that is what Vince McMahon has come to, apparently. He's making noises, and I like it. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, what, like, you know, what are your thoughts on Riddle? Because for me, he, um, like the last few weeks, I don't know, some of the stuff he's done has been quite comedic, I would say. Like the, I, I, I prefer Aww. what they're doing with them now, that they're building them to more than just a stereotype. Like... I wasn't like annoyed by. It. I didn't dislike him as a character, but when he was just your your typical like surfy stoner guy, as as they are, like dude, um, I don't know. It just kind of. I didn't even do his quote, bro. bro. Um, <laughs> like, dude, it's same thing. Okay, yeah. um, but when he was playing that sort of that like massive stereotype, um, it was like, well, okay, you know. Uh, but now they're fleshing it out where he's actually more comedic backstage, and he's like. I don't know. He's he's got like this weird sort of. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying like. Forgive me if you sort of disagree on this because I don't know if I'm articulating it properly. But like he's kind of like a 
almost like a, he just wants to be friends with people, like softer kind of character backstage. So he's like, and that's what amused me because he was trying to be friends with um, uh, MVP and then he, he was doing the thing with the, the, the bronuts uh, and just stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know, it just, uh, it, the character he is backstage is probably more amusing than what he's doing in the ring, in all fairness. Yeah, no, I think I agree. Um, you know, his backstage work is is interesting. That's where the kind of comedy lies. I think, to your point, once he gets in the ring, he just kind of jumps up and kicks off his shoes. But then other than that, he's just a, you know, he's a solid worker, isn't he? Um, that being so, said, I saw a video recently of um, him sort of talking about Goldberg, which is fucking brilliant. <laughs> well, that rivalry is going to be going on for a while now. But um, I know. Did, did you see it, though? Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, it was ace guys watching. <laughs> Basically, he hates Goldberg and Goldberg hates him. So no, he doesn't hate Goldberg though. No, but he does. the only way he's going to get a match with Goldberg is if he lets him book it, where he uh, totally destroys him and wins. Because that's the only way he's going to win is if it's booked that way. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, fucking a riddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Could definitely be interpreted as hate, though. To be fair, um, nah, it's, it's it's a different kind of love. A bro kind of love, a bromance. Bro. If you will. <laughs> that's it oh that is it that is the storyline Goldberg Riddle Bromance <laughs> like, I love it because like Goldberg's there on like different media platforms at the minute like who's next and it's like Roman's next and it's like what about this guy no not him like yeah <laughs> fucking not is it <laughs> not him because he would beat the fucking shit out of you um, <laughs> so yeah so my next one Carl speaking of beating the shit out no it doesn't work um, my next one Carl is um Jim Ross is apparently taking a little bit of heat between from the AEW roster at the moment. Mm. You heard about this? Have good. <laughs> you heard about right. this? It's <laughs> like the old like comedy actor that. You heard about this? Heard about this? And Lemmy Day was him in there, <laughs> or was it Leno? Ah, one, one of them. Some, uh, anyway, some shit American Ooh. TV host. That's right. You heard it, mm. Leno Letterman. You both shit. <laughs> um, but basically. He had in his one of his recent podcasts. He's mentioned about um, current generation of wrestlers, and he's basically to paraphrase. He said that they do too much in the ring, and he specifically referred to these spots when there's a particularly high spot and everyone's huddles around to catch them, and and he's sort of putting that kind of thing down, um, and sort of connecting it to to the, the new generation of wrestlers. Like that shit never happened in the past. Mankind just found the table. No one caught him. That kind of stuff, right? Um, and basically. Wrestling News uh, reached out to some AEW stars. Now, they wouldn't disclose which stars, obviously, um, but it, they've sort of reached the point where they're saying, well, there's a few, quite a few stars who are not happy with the comments he's made. And they've got a couple of quotes here. Um, one of them saying, like, look, I know that a lot, there's a lot that JR can teach us, but burying us on his show or podcast is only going to make some of us ignore what he says, which, okay, that might be a fair point. But... Um, how do you feel, what do you think of this guy? I mean, he is a veteran in the industry, but do you think he's being particularly unfair to the new generation of wrestlers or the new style or the, the, the you know the new approach to these sort of spots? Because you do have to be a lot safer nowadays, but that's just common sense, Jim. You know what? I think I think the the talent have got a point. I think his job as being a seasoned veteran of a former head of talent relations is not to go public and say the kids of today is shit <laughs> because <laughs> well, yeah. effectively that's what he's done. And, you know, by all accounts, his position in AEW is not just an announcer. He is backstage working on a lot of things as well, including talent, uh, talent development. So I completely get where they're coming from. Um, but at the same time, I can't just, dis- I can't disagree with him because 
the amount of times we see them spots where outside, you know, they're all huddled together and they're all like, oh, oh, and we're waiting for someone to do a big run across the ring, big run back and jump up. And it's like, so he's not wrong. But at the same time, I think he could be more, I don't know, I think he could articulate his feelings a bit better than kind of just burying them on a public forum, maybe. Yeah, that, I'd, I'd agree. Um, sadly, he's not known for um, for not tripping over his own. So maybe maybe don't have a podcast for a bit. I don't know. <laughs> I actually um, enjoy your podcast. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, maybe don't be on commentary for a bit if that's the fucking rule. Anna J, remember that? <laughs> fucking... <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Oh, um, but yeah, so it, it, as simple as that, Carl, um, he's getting a bit of heat from, from the roster itself now and uh, mm. hopefully it doesn't cause any any great problems because I do enjoy having JR back in commentary. It irks back to my own uh, my own childhood with wrestling. Um, and yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you. The roster's comments are, are fair. You know, he, he shouldn't really be doing that at this point. No. Um so Anthony shouldn't be doing that at this point. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh. Um, we've got an update on Joey Ryan's Impact Wrestling lawsuit. So back in September, way back when, uh, Joey Ryan um, filed a lawsuit in the Circuit Court of Davidson County uh, oh. against Anthem Wrestling, who obviously were the owners of Impact at the time. Um, and basically, he said that they breached his contract um, because he was fired in June. Um, and so, therefore, he's seeking damages of $10 million. So, yeah, he was, he was fired after at least 17 sexual abuse allegations. Levied <laughs> Fucking anthem. <laughs> God damn it. 17. Um, but, yeah, so he's obviously now uh, basically filing against that, saying that it was unlawful, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, so... <laughs> <I> <laughs> okay, Joey, sure. Yeah, so Anthem have uh, obviously responded. Uh, and denied uh, all of Ryan's allegations against them. The company uh, argued that his contract was for two years unless earlier terminated. Um, therefore, they've called that out and claimed that Ryan um, has misstated his exhibits, including his contact with Impact Wrestling and Anthem. Um, so, yeah, so a bit of a... Interesting. Do you think he'll get anywhere with this lawsuit? I mean, I don't know, 17, 17 counts. I know. To be honest, I think um, just the sheer amount he's asking for, I, I think, is unrealistic from Anthem. Yeah. Um, oh, God, yeah. It's, I can't see this. $10 million for damages. <laughs> like, for what? A couple of months on your contract? You're not worth that much, mate. So. And that's the thing. It's like, what were you contracted for? Let's mm-hmm. start there. Yeah. <laughs> what would you have missed out on? Okay. <laughs> Still not that amount. What's <laughs> defamation? Okay, we'll add that. Still, no, not there. Okay. Yeah. Um, can they even give him defamation? Like, I don't quite know how these things work, but you know the the allegations weren't made by Anthem. Mm-hmm. They reacted to them, um, and you could say rightly or wrongly because he hadn't been found guilty of them. But they reacted to them, and he lost out of money from work. But I mean, I, I don't know. I suppose like it, it almost from a media point of view, just like oh they've done that, so he must be guilty. I don't know. Like it, you probably could put defamation in there. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> what are we talking about? Um... I mean, I don't know, but I would happily listen to this podcast. <laughs> ah, nice. So, um, yeah, so it'd be interesting one to, well, sort of interesting one to keep track on. It's um, quite sad, really, as well, isn't it? Mm. All fairness. Speaking of quite sad, no fairness. That doesn't work either. None of these are working <laughs> this week. Um, so my next one, Carl, is um, the Performance Centre have notably signed some new talents, mm. uh, WWE, obviously. Um, now, this was sort of predicted... I've mentioned in one of our previous newses, but two of the names that are notable were Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. 
both former Impact Stars, both members of the Rascals. Now, we mentioned this trio not too long back that they are, uh, I think they made some sort of public comment that they, you know, they're, they're, they're ready to go to WWE. It's done and dusted. They just need to sign on that line kind of stuff. The interesting thing about this, Carl, aside from the fact that, you know, we're just providing you all this good information about the Performance Centre, is um, noticeably absent from the, um, the list of names was Trey Miguel who is the third member of the Rascals. Mm. So it seems that they might not have signed the whole team. Um, speculative. I'll be, like, it could just be that he's not at the PC now, or he, I, I don't know if there's any reason to propel him beyond the PC straight away. Um, but his name is absent from this list of names. So it leads you to wonder, is that the Rascals done and dusted, Carl? I mean, you'd feel pretty shit if you were the... the... The one left off, wouldn't you? <laughs> like, oh, you're taking us all with you, except you. <laughs> we don't want you. <laughs> like everyone's getting on the bus and like, wait, this guy's with you? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we didn't agree to that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think because um, they've all left um, at the same time. So therefore, mm. you would assume it was because of some sort of guarantee that they would be having some work elsewhere. Like you wouldn't That's just go. Thing. It seems a really odd omission. See what happens. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you never know what's agreed behind the scenes, but it just seems like an unusual mission. Um, Seeing so or be believing, but at the minute, they don't appear to have all the rascals, just a couple of the little rascals, you know? The little rascals. So, speaking of rascals, Carl. <laughs> okay, we can work with it. Whatever. So, China, she was a rascal, wasn't she? Um, back on the day. Um, so, we've got an update. Um, so, it was talked about a while ago that we may see an episode of the Dark Side of the Ring, the popular documentary series. Um, that featured China as the mm. kind of lead. Um, and apparently, according to uh, the Wrestling Inc.'s daily interview series documenting China, um, China's friend and former manager um, has said that um, they approached him about being part of an upcoming documentary, but he said, they're putting it out on Vice. Um, it's the dark side of the ring, two-hour version. They want me so bad because they know the story isn't told without me, but I am not giving them the rights. You know, they claim they still have the rights because I signed a release when I did my sit-down, but I'm not giving them the rights. So, um, weird, and I guess. It seems there may be some point to what he's saying because they've, they've since sort of pulled the um, the suggestion that they were going to do the episode, haven't they? Yeah, you know, it seems like, yeah, it's done, <laughs> which is, I don't know, it's, it's something that everyone kind of um, wanted to see. I think Dark Side of the Ring posted, like, what do you want to see in the next uh, series? And China came up like it's probably top of the polls on that one. So they were definitely yeah. pursuing it. Um, but yeah, I think they've, uh, you know, since they've come out and said, you know, there's no plans for an episode about China. Um, at the start of pre-production, you know, we became aware of multiple projects that were currently in production about China. And though ultimately we declared against, uh, or sorry, we decided against pursuing this as a future subject. So so I wonder if that's a like a permanently done thing or just for this season. I mean, I'm interested to see what what future projects because I don't think WWE are planning to put anything out. You know, um, that's the thing. Yeah, it makes you wonder what they're referring to. Yeah. And um, it's a, I always feel weird about Dark Side of the Ring because I'm like, you know, yeah, I, I'd I'd like to see that episode, but then that's sad, isn't it? Like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see what happened there because um, obviously these are behind the scenes and and are sadly never really happy tales are they? So, no. um, and I think it's, as well, it's like, weird, like wasn't it? A... But at, at the same time, it is kind of morbidly fascinating, isn't it? Not to like ruin our you know relationship with Triple H, which we have and is quite strong. 
trips. Um, but obviously, this is an A to the K talking to Triple H. <laughs> this is Carl and Anthony talking to Paul the Beck. Yeah, um, I am Sorry, Paul the Beck. Um, yeah, like I remember having the VHS a while ago of It's Our Time with uh, Triple H in China and finding out for real that was like when kayfabe was broken that they were a real couple and you know they were there talking about stuff and seemed very happy. He was like, you know, that's the heat when you were. Uh, you know, when you let the trash get all the way to the top, that's the heat. And, you know, and he was talking about, obviously, them living together and him not putting out the, the trash without letting it go all the way to the top and struggling. And, you know, <laughs> weird things like Fantastic. that. Um, and that, that to me was like, okay, so they are a couple then. And then literally months later, it was like, okay, China's gone. Twitch was Steph now. And I was just like, well, oh, shit. Like, I don't know. Um, we know, famous Triple H line, he did what was best for business. Oh, yeah, he did what was best <laughs> for business. And then kayfabe wasn't broken anymore. He kidnapped Stephanie McMahon, <laughs> legally married her in Vegas, and now they have children together and yeah. everything's wonderful. Yeah. Was she sedated for that? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Sorry, we digress slightly. But yeah, I mean, it, again, it, it wouldn't be a pleasant sort of tale. We all know how it ends, sadly, but um, it is one, like, it'd be a fascinating one for Dark Side of the Ring, and I do hope they revisit it at some point. Yeah, same. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what's, what's left because they had... Um, you know, they've had a lot of good episodes so far. So, mm. yeah, I'm excited to see what, what comes next. I think it's a fantastic series. It is, yeah. And Anthony, that seems to be it for this week's Ringside That's it. Report. That's the Ringside Report. It's over. Another week done. Another week done. Monopoly Events presents For the Love of Wrestling, Europe's largest wrestling convention, back in Liverpool, the Exhibition Centre, between the 15th and 16th of May. Guests this year include Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle, the icon, the showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels, three-time WWE champion, three-time TNA champion, things are about to get extreme with Jeff Hardy, seven-time women's champion, diva of the decade and Hall of Fame star, Trish Stratus, Grand Slam winner and the wrestling god, John Bradshaw Layfield. These and many, many more will be joining us in Liverpool. Find us on Facebook at For the Love of Wrestling. Visit our website, fortheloveofwrestling.co.uk. For tickets for entry and guests, visit ticketquarter.co.uk. That's ticketquarter.co.uk. For the Love of Wrestling. By the fans, for the fans. <laughs>